0: That's nOom.com And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
1: You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode number 146. Talk about wellness and its challenges with my guest, Kimberly Rhodes. With more than 20 years of event planning experience, ranging from corporate conferences to nonprofit galas, Kimberly Rhodes found her love for weddings while planning her own in 2011. Now in its 11th year, her award-winning event planning company, Hitched Events, focuses on beautifully detailed weddings and other celebratory events in the Dallas area. In 2016, Kimberly launched This Week in Weddings, one of the first wedding industry podcasts for entrepreneurs, now enjoyed by event pros all over the world. When she's not planning and designing weddings or co-hosting a podcast, you can find Kimberly watching a reality show on Bravo, coddled up with her husband, dog, and a glass of wine, digging into chips and queso on a sunny patio and hosting wellness challenges, which is what we're here to talk about today. It's no surprise. And it's no secret that in the event industry, we often put ourselves and our wellness last on the list. So Kimberly is here with us today to give us a little refresh, to give us a little motivation, and to dig deep into all the reasons why and how to get out of your own way and get back into your own wellness. Go grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your protein shake, grab your factor meal, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, Viz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune
0: in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that wanna help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out.
1: Hey, Rockstars, Are you a wedding pro looking to take action right now and grow your business? Well, next week is the Wedding Summit Series Growth Edition. And yours truly is doing a presentation about what's next, how to pivot beyond the wedding industry. But if that's not your path and you're looking to grow the business you currently have, why don't you sign up for the VIP action pack? This is a small upgrade to the free summit that offers additional presentations, your ticket to an exclusive implementation weekend, and a 50 page workbook to get you started now. You can grab your free ticket at the link reneedallowcom forward slash growth, and you'll automatically get a limited time offer to grab the VIP action pack at a special early bird price. I can't wait for you to join us at the wedding summit series growth edition August 8th through 12th, all online. Now on with the show. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your girl, here with one of my favorite people, don't tell the rest of my friends, Kimberly Rhodes. How are you? I'm
2: so good. How are you?
1: I'm good. It's good to see your face on a computer screen and not my phone. I
2: know. (laughs) Hey, listen, it's been a long time. We recorded a podcast episode forever ago. I years. want to say like two years ago or yeah, so. Like two years ago, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No, yeah, it was. It was right. You know what it was? It was June 2020. It I was. know exactly why. It was. Because we were talking about Black Lives Matter. We were. Mm-hmm. Mm, that was a good episode. Y'all better go back and listen to that, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're. It's a much lighter subject today. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think, I think so. it is. I think so. so. We're talking today about prioritizing health and wellness. And what's funny is one of my best friends, Catherine, who I don't even think Catherine listens to the show. She's not in the wedding industry, but um, every so often I see Catherine, like we have like a standing once a month, like lunch date. Otherwise I never see my friends. And she said to me last month when we sat down at our bougie lunch, she said, I've been watching your Instagram, which Mm. is really funny. Like when someone knows me well in life I'm like, why are you watching my Instagram? Like, you know me. She's like, and it feels like you're talking more about like, life stuff and, like, wellness stuff and, like, less about weddings. And I was like, well, first of all, Catherine, you're on my, like, Renee Dallow, like, brand account. But I was also like, yeah, I guess it is more, like, present in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, Kimberly, that's because of you. I love everything about what you're saying to me. But also it makes me think,
2: why are we separating weddings and wellness? I feel like they go together, right? Well, they should, but they don't. They don't. They don't. I actually feel like we in the wedding industry have a hard time putting ourselves first. We're in the service industry. And so we're always servicing our clients. We're always thinking about how we can improve their lives. And we are not taking time to improve our own. That's correct. And that's what I want to talk about today.
1: Well, so do I. I also, oh God, I just thought of this thing. So first year I went to Wedding MBA as a, as a student, not a speaker. I remember sitting around having drinks at this tiki bar off the strip that we went like we went off the beaten trail to find and I remember a group of us I think it was like five or six wedding planners sitting around laughing about how on a wedding day none of us ever used the bath used the bathroom none of us ever peed yeah no one ever drank enough water to have to pee on a wedding day and we were laughing about it and then also like maybe having it as like a badge of honor is not great yeah I'm the same way Well,
2: I used to be the same way. I'm much better now than I used to be. But
1: yeah, I would go a whole day without going to the bathroom. Maybe I would go once. Maybe. I would go once. Yeah. Yeah, I would go once. Now, I'm going every five minutes. And why is that, We're not going to talk about pee the whole time. Because Kimberly Rhodes started a 60-day challenge that I, we're midway. Yeah. uh, I've been doing that requires us to drink a gallon of water a day, which is about double the amount that I was drinking. So I was drinking 64, yeah. like solid every day, even on a wedding day, because I have my giant bottle, which I don't have in the office right now. But now in the last 31, 32 days, I've been drinking a gallon and that's my baseline now. How do The you other feel? day I didn't, oh, I feel fantastic, but I will tell you the other day, I don't remember what day it was, but I didn't refill my water bottle. I was like distracted and whatever. And I was trying to do it with like glasses, which is a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. And I never should do it. But I didn't get my second water bottle in and I felt thirsty. Yeah. Which was shocking.
2: Well, it's funny. I was talking to my sister just the other day, and she was saying something about how, like, I just don't drink water because I'm not thirsty, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, Your body is likely dehydrated if you're not consuming
1: water regularly. Well, and one of the things I learned back when I was a singer, like a professional singer, or musical theater performer, is that when you're when you are thirsty, when your body and mind register thirst mm-hmm. as the as the thought, your your body is already dehydrated. Right. That's your body's like red flag to be like, "Hello, please help me. I am very I am very out of sorts right now." 100%. That's not like the first time you should be like, "Oh, I should have water." Like if you're getting to thirst, it's it's too late. It's right. And also, I've heard that a lot of times
2: people think that they're hungry when they're mm, actually mm-hmm. thirsty
1: so they're 100%.
2: mistaking their like physical feelings of hunger and then eating <laughs> but really they're yeah. not hungry you're actually thirsty your body is craving water is what it means
1: i 100 so let's back up a little because i feel like you and i came in this we're friends we <laughs> chat i was like no notes let's go and like here we are let's back up a sec yeah. because you Started Well, you've always been fit, right? But earlier this year, you started before the 60 Days. You did another challenge. Tell us about that. Well, I
2: actually can go back even a little bit farther than that. Let's go back to COVID, can we? Oh, yeah. So you say I've always kind of been into this health and wellness space. I don't know that that's always true. I've always um, wanted to fit into my clothes. I was Mm. a dancer growing up. So I always had that like physical, you know, moving your body thing. Mm -hmm. Let's fast forward to March of twenty twenty. Where I just started eating and drinking my feelings, as most of us were.
1: Oh, yeah, yes. You remember those days? I mean, I, there are so many things I could say about that moment. The thing I, the thing I want to say is, I was like, um, I was eating so much homemade bread <laughs> that it felt like a competitive sport that oh. I was having with myself. So you went down the baking path. Yeah, mm-hmm. hardcore. I was baking so much that I could not find um, uh, bread flour, and my friend Margot Frazee, who you might all oh, know yeah. from the Wedding Summit series. I found some at the grocery store near her house. And height of COVID, when no one was supposed to see each other, she drove it to my house, left it on my front stoop, and then texted me saying, "There's, I brought you flour. That's like, it was that hilarious. bad. That, yeah. like, I had friends dealing bread flour yeah. for me, basically.
2: So I didn't go down the homemade bread path. I went down the let's drink a bottle of wine every single
1: night path. Great. I did not do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And consequently, when you do that, then you just don't really care what you're eating. So you're like eating (laughs) shitty too. Um, My husband's really into wine. So we have like nice wine. And he finally got to the point, he's like, we need to get swigging wine. Like we're going through our nice wine way too quickly. (laughs) It was a problem. So I was basically just eating and drinking my feelings for March, like for several months. And Renee, you know me, I like to do things like starting the first of the month, like new challenges, whether it's like yes. a sit-up challenge or a push-up challenge or whatever it might yes. be. um. And I remember this vividly because November 1st of 2020 was a Monday. And I was like, okay, I got to turn it around. Like the year is almost over. You know, back in March, we were like, oh, this is going to be just a couple months, maybe a couple yep. weeks. It's going to be fine. By November, I was like, okay, I cannot start a new year feeling shitty about myself because yep. I've just basically wrecked my body for the last 10 months. So that's really when I started turning it around of like, I'm gonna eat better, I'm gonna exercise, I'm gonna cook more at home, I'm gonna drink the water, all of that. Um, So that really continued through 2021. And then I did a 75 hard challenge earlier this year, which is super crazy intense. Um, 75 days of like two workouts a day, drinking a gallon of water. It's just like intense and crazy. But I did that with a great accountability group. And then now we have another accountability group doing a 60-day summer challenge, which ends next month. So that's right. I'm really into this, but it's made me really think how many of us in this industry in particular just don't take care of ourselves because we're taking care of other people. That's right. And listen, it's not about a dress size or like weighing something on the scale. It's like just feeling good and being healthy. And I do and, feel like if you feel good, you look good. If you look good, you can sell better. You can be more confident when you're selling your services. All of those things kind of wrap up all together. And it all starts with taking care of yourself.
1: I also think the piece of it for me is the mental clarity that mm-hmm. comes. Like, so we're both Peloton addicts. We're in the cults. We're in the cult. I am in particular in the Robin's Wolf Pack. Mm-hmm. Robin Arzon, Arzon is my favorite person uh, in the world don't tell anyone else. Don't tell my husband. And, um, she sometimes says, actually she says it probably at least once a ride movement is medicine. Yeah. And the first time I ever heard her say that I remember years ago when I got the Peloton in 2020, I remember having this moment of like, huh, what? No. And then the more I heard it, the more I was like, she's right. It isn't about Mm -hmm. the numbers on the bike or the numbers on the scale or even really how my clothes are fitting. It is the, it is that when I structure my life, my day, In a way that I can get my wellness in for me first, then the rest of my day is better. So like Kimberly knows today, I have not worked out yet. Got a little bit of a challenging morning around my house. My husband was really upset about something, something minor. Nothing is wrong except that he did not. Something happened and and his reaction to it like bled onto my Mm -hmm. energy, Mm -hmm. basically. I mean, that's the heart of it, right? So I was like thrown off my morning. Now, it could have thrown off my whole day, but because we're also in this season of wellness, in this challenge, we're journaling, we're having water, we're stretching, I'm meditating, uh, you know, like there are other tools we have in this toolbox now of the mental clarity that it's like, okay, so I might not get the workout until later, but there's other tools I can use. Well, yeah, let's talk about the tools. Yeah. Because I feel like
2: a lot of times when people think of wellness or health and wellness, it's about diet. Yeah, and I just strongly disagree with that. I mm-hmm. think wellness is really a 360 full body and mind. So not only like how you're exercising and moving your body, but what you're putting into your body, both food, water, alcohol, and also mental health. So for this summer challenge, there's a journaling component. And it's funny. There's so many people who have started it being like, oh, it's the one thing I don't want to do. Like I can drink the water, but I don't want to sit and journal. But 30 days in, I've had so many people tell me how, like, life-changing it is to just get your thoughts out on paper. Um, right now, let's be honest. The world is a shit show right now. It was in 2020. <laughs> it was in 2021. It currently is in 2022. Like, we have a lot going on in our society. There's no way that can't weigh on you in some way. And I think if we don't get it out, then it just spirals in a way that's not good.
1: So journaling, it totally I think, is so great. Yeah, 100%. It comes out somewhere. I mean, Roe v. Wade's overturned. I could have eaten a whole cake that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't, but I wanted to. Yeah, like there was a part of my brain that was like, you know, it would feel better today. A lot of chocolate cake. I didn't do it because I have other. I have. I have journaling. I have meditation. Right. I got on the bike. I rage rode that day. But when you don't have these other tools, or when you think like I don't have time for them, I think two things happen. At least for me, I will only speak for myself. Is that I really think that things take way longer than they do. Mm. I'm a big fan of telling myself in my brain that's going to take forever when really in actuality journaling takes about six minutes. Yeah. It takes me a little bit longer, but I also do it. I have a
2: very scheduled time to do it. For me, I journal while I eat my breakfast and drink my coffee. It's just part of my routine. I love it. I eat my breakfast drink my coffee and journal while I'm doing that. So for me it's, you know, it's probably a more leisurely pace because I'm just like Mm -hmm. relaxing in my morning. I haven't even looked at my email by the time this has happened. So I am just focused on
1: me before I get into the chaos of my day. And that's important too, I think, having that space, that spaciousness, I think is something I've realized in the last 30 days of this challenge that I actually like. I'm not a morning person and I've been hanging my hat on that as a personality trait for my in literally <laughs> my entire life my family has stories about like don't try to wake up renee like Same. it's like this thing right but what i've realized is that i first of all i own my own business so i can start working whenever the hell i want right and if i'm not going to start to work until 10 which is what i typically do then if i get up at seven i have three glorious hours to myself yeah where i can ride for 45 minutes stretch for 15 journal for 10 meditate for 10 Take a, I took a shower the other day with my coffee mug in the shower. That I don't know why I've amazing. never done that before. It was amazing. That's amazing.
2: I'm with you. I am not a morning person either. And I've tried, but it's just not for me, to be honest. And I'm like not mm-hmm. going to beat myself up trying to be that person. Instead, I'm a wake up when I wake up. That's usually about 7. And I will get in my workout, my breakfast, my coffee, my journal, all before I open my email. And... That's kind of been game changing for me. I think you said something about like thinking you don't have time to do something. And I'd love to chat about that because I feel like for so many people, we just think we don't have time. Yeah. And I believe, I mean, it's just a fact. We prioritize the things that are important to us. So like not having time is just a choice. Like you're choosing not to make the time.
1: Yeah. And I also think I acknowledge in myself that like there are some days that I, I'm choosing by not choosing, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm choosing not to get on the bike which is right next to my couch, because instead I'm going to scroll Instagram and watch an episode of new girl that I've seen 12 times. Yeah. Like my inaction is the choice. Right. But and you having acknowledge to... that. It will acknowledge it. But also like then I'm like, well, we're going to journal about why, like what in that moment was more attractive to me? Like, why was the numbing out of, of that thing? Right. Cause if I wasn't taking in any new information. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything, but sort of self-soothing. Why couldn't I have done that on the bike?
2: Yeah. You mentioned your um, best friend, Robin Arzon, on Peloton. She said, I saw an Instagram story. It was an interview that she did recently. And Mm -hmm. she said, like, this is a quote that I will never forget. She said, excuses are just lies we tell ourselves convincingly.
1: Yep. And it's true. True. If you haven't watched the rest of that interview with her you should. Yes. It's on the Rick Roll podcast and it's I'm going to link to it cuz I find it amazing. She talks about journaling in that interview. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that was another interview, but um she talks about journaling about they asked her like what's your, you know, what kind of practices, what kind of daily practice do you have and she said I journal. She's like that's time I spend with myself. And she said, and and I know this is true because I know you and I are both voracious readers and you know we dive into all the books of other CEOs and how people run their businesses. There isn't an uber successful person I know that doesn't journal.
2: Mm, that's interesting, yeah.
1: Or like, like, I
2: think meditation too is big on that right. list.
1: Yeah, like you wanna be more successful, you wanna have a better life, journal. Mm-hmm. Meditate, drink your water.
2: So time as an excuse, mm. I feel like, Maybe we could talk about ways people can prioritize it. For me, it's the morning. Um yeah. it's not always the morning for me, to be honest. Like I like to do the morning, but sometimes my schedule doesn't allow it. Right. Um, but for me, I just make it a thing that I can't not do. Right it's like you just don't you don't not brush your teeth. You just do it. You it's a habit, it's something that you make time for. There's just not a reason not to do it. And I kind of think the same way about movement. You just do it. Just like you yep. wash your face before you go to bed. Or you brush your teeth before you go see someone in the morning. Like, that's
1: just what you do. Here's my question for you. How often are you working out when you, quote, unquote, don't feel like it?
2: 99% of the time, I don't feel like it. There you go. Yeah, I am not someone who, like, loves to work out, to be honest. I think because I do it, (laughs) people think I like it. But I, I like how it makes me feel. I like that I can fit in my clothes, but I really, like, I I do love my Peloton and I love the instructors, but I'm not, like, pumped up to go work out. It's just, like, something I have to do.
1: It took me a really long time to realize that I wasn't broken because I didn't want to do the thing,
2: Mm.
1: right? Like, I thought, like, well, everyone else loves this and I should love it. And on the days that I don't feel like doing it, like, I should I should feel like doing it. And then I realized, like, literally over the last year, but I think the difference between The person I I was and the person I wanted to be was just someone who gets out of their own way and does it anyway. I don't need to feel like doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Just do them. Just do it. Something else that helps me,
2: um, I'm very deadline driven. I think being a planner, Mm. it's like we are always working against a deadline. It's against a date. Like you can't just like kind of do it. Like there's a date it has to be done by. So for me, I work really well by doing self-imposed Dates. So that's why I like to do a challenge. Like, I'm going to do a 30 day mm-hmm. challenge or a 60 day challenge, or, you know, it's time boxed, which yeah. is helpful to me. I also started a couple years ago setting annual goals for yes. the number of days I wanted to work out. And the reason I started doing oh. that, yeah, is because, yes, you can say, like, you know, first of the year, New Year's resolution, I'm going to work out four days a week. Okay. Well, if you don't, you miss a week, then it's like, how are you really accountable? Instead, I change that to a number of workouts a year. And you can't cram at the end. I'm kind of a procrastinator. (laughs) Like I'm someone who like puts things off because I know I'm going to get it done and I always do get it done. Yeah. But you can't procrastinate on a goal like that because at some point you're just going to run out of time. Yeah. So last year my goal was 200 workouts in a year. So that equates to just about four times a week, times 52 weeks. This year, my goal is 222 workouts in the year, but you have to be consistent when you set a long-term goal like that. You can't just right. skip a couple weeks. You know, you you
1: can't make it right. up at some point.
2: Right. So that has helped me too. I don't know if that's helpful to anybody, but
1: like putting goals you can't back away from. You know what else has helped me with time management? Because admittedly, that is a thing that I struggle with, or I don't even want to say it's a struggle. It's just a constant work in progress of me like striving to be more efficient at everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I go to bed early oh you do like I was in bed by ten thirty last night which might not be early to some people but I used to stay up to one or two o'clock mm-hmm, in the morning mm-hmm. there are people in my life friends of mine who still text to me in the middle of the night because they assume that I'm awake I'm I'm long asleep because I would rather just go to bed when I start feeling tired, that first sort of whisper of tiredness. Yeah. Then force myself to stay up and work till one o'clock and then wake up at 11. Like I've lost all my time then, all of the me time. So
2: I think a lot of people, I don't want to say just in our industry, but I think just like in business in general, a lot of people get into the cycle of being busy during the day at appointments. I know this happens to me sometimes during different seasons. It's like, I am at a tasting and I'm at a photography appointment. I'm at all these appointments. And then at the end of the day, it's like, well, I, I still have work to do. Yeah. So being in those meetings generated work, but I have to actually do the work, which consequently ends up being I'm going to work at my computer late at night, which then cycles into this probably not eating well, probably sleeping in late. You know, it's just like a whole big cycle that really, you know, you got to start at one point to fix it early on.
1: the sleep. Yeah. And there and are, are still some days like better. that, honestly. Like I still, have, like I, the other day I had a day like that where I was like, I have not been home. Mm-hmm. I have been out of this house in meetings. And then other clients are like, I'm trying to get a hold of you. I'm like, well, I'm not in the office today. Yeah. Like it's this hard. is the work, right? Our our jobs are hard. Yes. That's it. It's hard. The end. Our, it's hard. The end. That's the end of the episode, you guys. No, I'm just kidding. So
2: finding you, time, I think is yeah, yeah. one of the most challenging things. Um, But I think prioritizing, and I also think this about prioritizing. Let me just say this one thing. I think that right now, For a healthy person, prioritizing health and fitness is optional. We consider it optional. But if a doctor was like, hey, Renee, you are going to go on some kind of medication unless you change X, Y, and Z, then we would would change it. We would focus on it. It's not a priority unless it has to be. But truly, you could look at it as this is like the one life I have to live. This is the one body I have forever. If I'm not taking care of it now then I'm going to have to take care of it later.
1: Yeah. I have nothing to add. No mm-hmm. notes. I know. It's A, it's, a plus. It's, it's deep. I mean, I say that about my skin constantly. I say I have one face. Oh,
2: you have great skin now.
1: I'm trying to learn all <laughs> the skin you. things from you. So we're in a Marco Polo group for this challenge, like a small group. And in the small group, some, one of the ladies had asked me about skincare or a few oh, of you I did. And then was I was like, I, oh, was it you? I, I was, was like, me. you're Skin looks perfect. Can we talk about this? <laughs> and then I went on Marco Polo and did like full skincare influencer. Like I'm just going to show you what I do. I was like, this is mildly embarrassing, but sure. But you know, it's funny. I feel that way about my face, but I've never considered that about my body. Mm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um, a couple other things that i thought about for like tips for this, not only setting yes. the annual goal, I like to set like fitness goals. For example, like I'm going to run a 5K and putting mm. a date on the calendar. Um. I'm doing a 5K in September. I'm doing a five-mile run in October, a half marathon in December. Oh, a 6K in November and a half marathon in December. Like, they are all scheduled. Am I prepared to run a half marathon right now? Nope, I am not. But I know that I have to, over the next four months, train to get <laughs> right. myself there. So sometimes I think setting a bigger like bigger goal like that can be helpful, too. Um, Some other things that are in my toolkit, if I can share them, Renee. Please. Um... We talked about our accountability group. That's right. I think it is very helpful to have people along with you on your journey, whatever that might be. And it can be as simple as like, I do this a lot. Like, hey, y'all, I'm going to take this Peloton ride tomorrow at this time. If anybody wants to join me, then it's like, I'm forced to take it. I can't not go. (laughs) Like, like if I have said it publicly, I have to do that.
1: Well, and even today, I checked in with the Marco Polo group when I was driving to pick up something and I was like I didn't get to work out this morning this morning was a mess but I am gonna do it tonight and I'm telling you all here Mm -hmm. so that I do it so that later when I check in or if I don't you can be like where'd she go why isn't she checking in like having a group of people that are that are have the same common goals and understand the language. Like you don't have to do a lot of explaining, you know, it's just like, I'm going to get on the bike or I'm going to go. You don't have to say like when, where, what, what ride, what, it's just like a shorthand that you have together and it just works. And the day that you said that I was like, well, Renee,
2: I'll hold you accountable to that. If you hold me accountable to do my stretching, because I haven't done my stretching yet and I need someone to check up on me. So I think having a group of people is helpful, even if it's just, you know, one or two or three doing it publicly on your Instagram or Twitter or whatever you use, um, I know not everybody's into that, but I will, like, share it with the world because that's just what I do.
1: I like to post some of my Peloton rides to the Instagram for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know other people might get annoyed by it, but I'm like, no, I need to post it so that tomorrow, when I'm if I happen to scroll on my own thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, re- I did that yesterday. I have to do that again today. Like, as a little tiny reminder of, like, keep going, keep going.
2: And honestly, Renee, I think you people, everyone listening, would be surprised how, posting something like that motivates other people. Because yes. I post that shit all the time. And I think I'm, I'm doing it for myself, to be honest. Like I'm trying to keep myself accountable. But I've had so many people who are like, okay, you're inspiring me. I went to go work out just because I saw that you posted. Like I went yeah. to go on a walk because XYZ, I saw that you did it. So like you yes. just never know who you're inspiring just by posting what you're doing yourself.
1: So Yes. I will also say one of the the lovely, I don't want to say side effects or results of the challenge so far is that I never used to work out on wedding days because in my mind, I was like, well, I know I'm going to walk a banana's amount of steps between 20 and 30,000 steps on a wedding day. And that's enough. And when we started this challenge, you were like, um, so we don't believe that around here. (laughs) And so you're going to work out on your wedding days. And I was like, what? And then for the jelly weekend, I was in the hotel. I was falling all over the treadmill, but I was in the hotel on the treadmill the morning of the wedding. And the next day, it felt great. Yeah. I I was sore, but I wasn't as sore as I was used to being. Yeah. Because I think my body is just used to more movement now.
2: Well, and I took that from when we were doing 75 Hard. Our group kind of made that decision. Like, it's your job. Like, if your job requires you to move around, that doesn't mean you don't exercise. So that was kind of the stance that we took of exercise is like an intentional active movement which might be separate from your job and
1: your job might be physical and that's okay well and to bring it back to our girl robin she said that in an interview Mm. she said people always want to know how off how many hours i work out a day she goes it's between two and four two is for me the the next two are for you because that's my job yeah
2: yeah that's interesting. i'm like
1: right yeah kind of yeah i like that um a couple other things that are in my toolkit
2: that i just make made a note of and i talked about this in one of my um summer challenge emails But the walk and talk, I am a huge fan of the walk and talk, which is just scheduling a walk with a friend. I've been doing this a lot lately when someone will say, hey, we should get together for happy hour. Let's get together for a walk instead. Yes. And don't get me wrong. I like a good happy hour, but it's also nice to just like get out and get physical and chat with someone and catch up in a way that doesn't involve a cocktail and probably food that's not so great for you.
1: Or spending money. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Like, Kind of nice to be like, okay, oh, we don't have to go out for a $100 lunch. I live in LA. lunch, Everything's expensive here. Right. You know, like we can just go hike. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I also have been, my sister has been doing this a little bit with me too. Like
2: she'll call me and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to walk. Okay. So it's like, I'm going to, you know, she's on, <laughs> has her AirPods in. I just yeah. happen to be at home and we're just catching up and she's getting exercise in or vice versa. So I love that too. Catching up with friends who don't live near me. It's nice to just like pop in your headphones, go on a walk. I love that. I love that.
1: Talk to me about traveling, because I know you're just going uh, to have a little vacay. It's
2: hard. Traveling is hard. I actually would say that's probably, I, I like to exercise when I travel. I'm like that weirdo, but I always do. Um, just to like get my day started, whether that's like run outside or walk outside, like hitting the hotel gym, whatever it might be. I just like to, because I also kind of let myself go a little bit when it comes to my food. Like I'm on yeah. vacation, so I'm going to like loosen the reins a little bit, and I'm going to feel better about myself if I also am moving my body. Probably the hardest thing for me on my recent trip was all the water, you know, just (laughs) surprising how hard it is to just drink all the water when you're like not in your own environment. Yeah, that was hard for me
1: when I travel for conferences. And and I will I mean, I'm going to NACE experience next week, right next week, Orlando. What I will do is like research where the nearest Whole Foods is Mm -hmm. and like take an Uber there and buy like a giant like as much water as I can carry. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Like because there's two. no other way to do it if you start drinking the water that's in your room a hundred dollars later you'll have still not very much water yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah at least for the water that's what I always do when I travel if I can although I do one I was in um where was I that I had there was literally no oh uh I was at Whippa, Nebraska mid-pandemic 2021 right and I was at this tiny little hotel in the middle of nowhere. It was like a cornfield in my hotel. And the front desk um, was trying to sell me bottles of water that were like those little tiny chugs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the and they were a dollar. <laughs> yeah. And they were like a dollar each. And I was like, well, how many do you have? And they were like, we have a case. And I was like, I will take the case. And they were like, what? I was like, please just give me the whole case of chugs. And then they are like, well, we can't tell you the whole thing because it's like we have to sell Forever it to everyone. Yet. So I literally was going down like $5 at a time to be like, I'll take five. Yeah. Chuck, chuck, chuck. I know. It's and crazy that was the only time it, is that to... it was hard.
2: It made me feel like I was like in a third world country. I'm like, why is it so hard to find water? This is crazy. <laughs> Vacation is hard. But um, also, I just think, you know, it's life for me. Like 75 hard. That challenge is very intense. And I'm like, I loved doing it. I like saw great results. It was not maintainable for me because I'm yeah. not going to continue working out twice a day for the rest of my life. 75 hard is also like no cheat meals. I'm not gonna never have a cookie again. Like that's just not gonna be how I'm gonna live my life. It's not meant to be forever though, right? It's not, I think some people continue to do it. There's like phases that you can continue to do. Um, Got it. But for me, I'm like, I just need something that I can maintain, like still live my life, enjoy my life, but also take care of myself.
1: I think the 60 day challenge that we're doing is very lifestyle based. Like, I don't feel like once 60 days are over, I'm going to be like, well, screw that. Back to eating Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, not that I eat Taco Bell, but, you know, I'm just trying to, I was like, what's the closest thing that Mm -hmm. is gross?
2: It really is just about being aware. I think, like, there's no, like, specific food recommendations. It's just, like, write it down, track what you're eating. It's about awareness. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, we do like factor meals, though, in our group. We do like a factor factor meal. meal. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what they were until a couple weeks ago, and now I eat them every day for lunch because it's so much easier than me cooking something in the middle of my day when I'm home. They're delightful. Also, this, I know we're kind of jumping around, but
2: you reminded me. Um, What I used to do is not eat during the day when I got busy. Like, Mm -hmm. I always eat breakfast, and I eat the same breakfast. I've had the same breakfast for, like, two
1: years. Me, too. Tell me what your same breakfast is. Oh,
2: Same thing every single day. It is a three-bridges egg bite. They come in a pack of Mm. two. I have one of them and I have some berries strawberries and blueberries and then I have a muffin by veggies made great is the brand and it's a blueberry oat muffin but it has zucchinis and carrots inside very nice delicious and black coffee no sweetener no milk products every day I have the same thing but what I used to do eat breakfast get busy during the day just be too busy to eat lunch not really hungry forget about it. And then it's six o'clock and I'm starving. So I would yep. just shove anything and everything in my mouth or want to go out to eat and eat all the Mexican food, which is just like not a great, not a great cycle
1: to get in. Yeah. It's that feast and famine thing, right? Yeah. Like, or famine and feast. I do the same thing, especially like if we're like tomorrow, we have a very big wedding today. Like I have the stress is like living in my body a bit. So I don't register as physically hungry. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I understand that.
1: And I try to wait until I am actually physically hungry in order to eat. But some days like today, I will go until four. My my witching hour is four o'clock. If if I have not had a satisfying meal by four, then I'm like, oh, crackers, ooh, what do we have Ooh, and sometimes it's like hummus and cucumbers and sometimes it's like the worst like the the expensive cheese that i bought as a as a treat that i'm like i'm gonna eat all this right now like yeah. it goes off the rails yeah. right what's so funny my my everyday breakfast well this i mean there is one there's like a there's like an alternate that sometimes makes an appearance but it's basically like spinach and egg whites mm, look at um, you. like you prepare this yeah well i it's like frozen spinach right and so like frozen spinach cook it down add the egg whites Put a cover on it. Let it like it kind of makes like a frittata situation yeah, cool. in the little pan, and then I, I back to my bread. I love bread, but I don't waste the calories on like shitty bread. Mm-hmm. So when I write it down, like in my in my food journal, it literally just says good bread. Like it has to be good bread. Yeah, it's so worth for, it. He, it has to be worth it. So here in LA, there is a bakery called Tartine, mm-hmm. and they make this bread that's called um, cottage bread, which is like a porridge bread, and like they it sells it in these big round loaves, but you only buy like a quarter of it. Oh it's also very expensive. So when I have, I'll have like a half of one piece. Yeah. Cause it's like a, it looks like a, it ends up looking like a heel of bread really. Yeah, right? yeah I understand what you're talking about. And that is like very satisfying for me with earth balance, vegan butter. That's my everyday yeah. breakfast. Every so often, if I'm in like a mood, I will like soft boil one egg and have that with the good bread. It's always breakfast is just about good bread. And then I have coffee with almond milk and my collagen powder. And I do put a little sugar in there cause I like it sweet, but that's the breakfast. I like having it so I don't ever have to think about I, it. Like, same. that's breakfast. That I also like the
2: same breakfast because it's a reset for me. Like, no, even if we've gone out to eat the night before, it's like, it kind of doesn't matter. I'm starting fresh. It's a new day. And I'm starting fresh with a breakfast that I know exactly how many calories are in it. I know that it's healthy. It has protein. Like, it's just a fresh start and a fresh slate. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So... Renee, I guess my goal here is I hope that people will prioritize themselves, even though we're in this industry that is so focused on others. We are servants to others. Like, we are in the Ugh, service
0: industry. I hate that word, but yes. It's true, though.
1: But I mean, before, true. before we go, because I know we've been chatting for a while, and you guys are going to have to deal with an, a long episode. I don't care. Can we talk about the mindset piece, though? Mm-hmm. Because I think that that is something... I feel like now I'm over the hump, right? Now I'm in the same mindset as you of like, okay, well, we like self-care isn't selfish. We have to, I have to do this well in order to do that well. But there was a time where I was very much like, oh, I can't work. I can't, no, I can't do any of this. My clients need me. Like, how did you make the shift? Do you remember? Um, Or was, was I, it not much of a shift for you? I don't
2: know that I really, I actually, I think I kind of had the advantage that I made the shift during the down period of COVID. Yeah. When, like, things were just slower, yeah. such that it helped me when 2021 got crazy. You know, when there was the rescheduled plus the current clients in 2021, for us at least, was, like, a shit show, especially the second half of the year. We just had more events in a shorter period of time yes, than normal. Same for us. But because by that point, I already had the habit of I I exercise and, like, I take care yeah. of myself it made it easier to then just keep that momentum going. It's kind of like, I just think momentum is helpful. Like once you start doing it, if you can just get past the hump of like, I don't want to do it and just do it anyway, mm-hmm. then there is a shift. It is like the over the hill, like the over the hump of the roller coaster yeah. that it just becomes easier. And I think a lot of times people just never get to that point where it gets easier. It's just hard, hard, hard. And if you think about like, you know, the peak of a roller coaster, it's it's hard for a long time. And then it just becomes easier and it just becomes part of, of who you are
1: yeah i agree i also had an interesting uh, period of time in i think it was october it was october of 2020 my husband was gone for about a month uh, his best friend was uh dying mm. and he, of cancer and so joe went back to new jersey to stay with him and his family and like help through that transition so he was gone for i think five weeks mm. And I was here with my Peloton and nothing to do and no weddings, right? Because that was 2020. And so I really, I worked out every day. I kind of got myself into this groove, right? And I think I lost like 12 pounds. Like it was just like everything felt like it was clicking. And then Joe came home and I was like, well, back to life. Like something in my brain was like, well, I can't do that with him here. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was time that I was like stolen time. And now that we're in this challenge, I think the challenge has helped me see that like he doesn't actually care if I'm on the bike for 45 minutes right. a day. It doesn't affect him at all. Yeah. He, he has his own things that he's, I'm not taking away from my time with him yeah. by taking care of myself. And I, and that's in my relationship. I feel like if we had, had if we have kids, it'd probably be a different story, but also it's that same mindset of like, I have to take care of myself. Not, I don't want to say first, cause I know people that's triggering for people, but equally to taking care of my relationship and taking care of my clients. But I
2: also would say Renee, taking care of you is taking care of your relationship.
1: Like taking care of your physical
2: self. Like when I, and I don't have kids either, but I'm also like, I have a parent, like I have a mom who I'm like, I wish my mom would take care of herself because ultimately it will be on me (laughs) because (laughs) she does not take care of herself. And like, I would not want my husband to have the brunt of taking care of me because I didn't take care of myself. So I kind of mm-hmm. am like, yeah, you take that forty-five minutes and carve it out for yourself, but it's also like you are taking care of you for the people around you.
1: Agreed. And also, let's talk about this carving out forty-five minutes because some days it's fifteen minutes, and then a couple client meetings, mm-hmm. and then another fifteen minutes, and then a couple more phone calls, and then thirty minutes. It, like it is not always a forty-five minute stretch that I can. It does. It's not always possible. Yeah. Sometimes I sit here in a nice shirt and <laughs> workout leggings. And run on the bike in between calls, and it actually feels kind of cool. Like you're, do- like I'm doing, you know. It just feels like, I don't know, like I'm a little bit of a rebel. Like, look, they don't know that in between these calls, I'm so, you know, I'm over there with Robin. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it doesn't always have to be something I don't better know, this... than nothing. Exactly. Exactly.
2: One of Robin's quotes she said on an uh, outdoor run I was doing is "forward is forward," and that's Ugh. always like stuck with me. Like it does. It kind of doesn't matter as long as you're moving forward. And I would say that in life, and in business, and in health, and in wellness, like forward is forward. Just take those baby steps to move it forward and not be stagnant.
1: I don't even think there's anything else to say, really. Boom! I love it, Renee. Thanks Boom. for having me here. Well, thanks for being here. Where can people? Well, first, I guess let me back up. Are you going to do another challenge, or is this ongoing, or is this like yeah. a project? What What do you think? You know, I kind of feel like I I'm always challenging myself.
2: So yes, I, Renee, should I do another challenge? Another. I mean, group yeah, challenge? keep going, girl. Yeah. So then, well, yes.
1: <laughs> we decided it here. You heard it here first. Where can people find out about the challenge? Okay, so, like so Because it's not on your Hitched Events website. It's
2: not on my Hitched Events website. It's not on my personal Instagram. I actually separated all my fitness stuff onto a separate Instagram, which is off your ass on your feet. The name says it all off your ass on your feet. If you I follow me there on Instagram, and then there's some links and bios and you can go click around there. Um, but that's where I post all things like health, fitness, motivational quotes from some of our favorite Peloton instructors. Like on Robin. There. Like Robin.
1: <laughs> and your boyfriend, Alex. And my boyfriend,
2: Alex, who I love. Um, yeah. Off your ass on your feet. That's like where all my health and fitness stuff is. And then my personal Instagram is
1: Kimberly.notkim. <laughs> Don't ever call her Kim. It's like rule number one.
2: I mean, I'll just correct you.
1: It's fine. <laughs> um, friends, I hope that you take from this episode two things. You have the time and you are important. I love that. And just in case no one told you today. <laughs> we love you. I love you. Um it. you're worth it. It's like worth that it. L'Oreal
2: commercial. You're worth it.
1: I feel like we're, we're at least I used to in my early days of wedding planning, I always used to think to myself, oh, but in a couple of weeks, it won't be so crazy. Or in a couple of months, I'll have time off. Or in a couple of years, once I build the business, things will be easier. And now that I'm in year, what am I? I'm in year 11, 12. Oh, me too. That time is not given to you. You have to take it. And there might not be a time in a couple of weeks or months or years where it gets easier. Right, it's it might get harder and different, and and it might evolve into something else. So there is no like my future self will take better care of me. Right now, I just have to get through this because I told myself that mm-hmm. very 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 uh, convenient lie for a while. Right, like Kimberly said, we have one body. Like I said, we have one we have one face, we have one skin. You gotta make the most of it, and so. We're encouraging you to work out on your wedding days. We're encouraging you to get an accountability group. We're encouraging you to, at the very least, go drink a glass of water right now. In fact, we should have said this at the beginning. If you have not been drinking water this whole time, rewind. Go get your water bottle. Figure it out. You guys, thank you for spending your time with us. I say this every week because it's good. I believe it. Your time is the one thing you can't make more of. We can always make more money. We can always make more friends. We can't make more time. So I'm always very grateful that you spend it with me. Kimberly, thank you so much. I just love you. Oh
2: my gosh, I love you so much. Thanks for having me back.
1: Yeah, anytime. I'll see you on Marco Polo. Oh, that's right. We'll see you next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.